0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Amen. Jesus said to the crowds, To what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their playmates. We piped to you and you did not dance. We wailed and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, behold, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. The Gospel of the Lord. So it is a short gospel today, but it is uh, the Lord addressing incorrigible hearts, right? Hearts that will not allow themselves to be corrected, but also hearts that have also become, in a certain sense, apathetic to any change, right? Apathetic or lukewarm to any change, self-satisfied and idle. And so what happens here is that this is just after uh, John the Baptist has sent his disciples uh, to Christ to ask him if he is the one to come. The Lord has given a... Uh, affirmation of the proclamation that John the Baptist made, that he is the coming Messiah, and he does it by means of saying, well, what have you witnessed? What works have you seen? And they've all witnessed the works of the promised Messiah. And so then he turns to the generation that will not, not accept the testimony of John and will also not accept the testimony of Christ himself. And so he says, to what shall I compare this generation? Right, a generation as having come forth from. And so this is the generation that comes forth from the world, not from God. And so what shall I compare this generation? They are like children, but not in the good sense. At times, the Lord says, the kingdom of heaven is for the child-like, for those who are like children in particular aspects. But here it is like children in terms of negative aspects, where there is an immaturity There is this idleness. It says that they are sitting in the marketplaces. So they're sitting in the busiest place possible, and they have become idle in that place, calling to their playmates, so trying to dictate a game. What's interesting is one of the uh, commentators noted, he says that the Lord uh, draws out this image of a game as well that is being played, And sometimes what happens in games, because they have no end outside of themselves, right? They're simply for themselves. They have parameters within themselves that very often character is revealed when people play games. And so it's a good thing for children to play games. uh, But again, that there has to be a movement towards reality. You have to step out of this unreality into reality. And they seem not to want to do that. And so the call of John the Baptist and of Christ to these children sitting idle in the marketplace is in a certain sense a call to a deeper reality. It's a call to step out of a game of life that they seem to be playing and to step into the serious uh, reality of the victory that we must win over sin by God's grace and by His help. And so he says that they are like these children that are saying, we piped to you and you did not dance, we wailed to you and you did not mourn as if they are the ones who should dictate the response of others. We played the pipes and you did not rejoice. We wailed and you did not have sorrow. And so again, they're very fickle in their expectations of others, and they feel like they are the ones who should dictate this. Meanwhile, that is Christ and John the Baptist. When John the Baptist came, that was a time of mourning. He was the one who proclaimed penance, mourning, preparation for the coming Messiah, but they did not listen to him. When Christ came, he preaches rejoicing. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, and so his preaching is a reality and should have the response of rejoicing, and yet they do not respond. Instead, they respond with these very superficial criticisms, which often happens, you see it especially nowadays in our culture, is when someone, let's say, stands up and preaches on a particular moral issue or something that should be done well. When people know that they should do it, sometimes we are tempted, to discredit the messenger so that I don't have to apply the message to my life, right? And so what happens is, is that I can discredit the one who brings the message by saying, well, they don't really live up to it, or they don't this, or that, and that's not the point. The point is, is the message true, and is that something that I should implement in my life? And if it is, then I should not be, again, uh, superficially discrediting uh, the message because of the messenger, But in Christ and in John the Baptist, we have these beautiful, perfect messengers, made perfect in Christ himself, and in John the Baptist, it is the word who speaks through him. And so the message and the messengers are both examples of life for us, and yet they will not transform themselves to either the message or the messenger, which is Christ. And so what they do is they have this superficial dismissal, of John the Baptist, they have a superficial dismissal of Christ. So they say that of John the Baptist who preached penance because they don't want to practice the penance or the repentance that he preaches, they say he has a demon. And then Christ comes and he eats and drinks, and he is, what is, truly, he is truly the friend of sinners, right? Which should be a cause of rejoicing, but they say that as something negative, as something bad. Behold, he is a glutton and a drunkard, they again accuse him of excess when there was no excess. They accuse him of things that are very superficial so that they again do not have to receive his message. And so the Lord is calling out their hardened hearts. He's calling out their apathy towards moving into deeper reality. And he is calling them to open up their hearts, to receive the message and to make and implement it in their life and to make the necessary changes. And so this is also what we are preparing ourselves for in this season of Advent. We ask the Lord by His words to break into our apathetic hearts, to break into all of the ways in which we do not desire to conform ourselves to Him, but the ways in which we know that we should. And we pray that in this season, especially as we prepare for the Lord's coming, that we will receive both the message of John the Baptist, which is to repent and have contrition in our hearts and sorrow, but then also mix that sorrow with rejoicing because the answer and the medicine of our misery is coming, the Lord himself, the Savior. And so then we respond with rejoicing as well to the Lord. And so we pray for that grace to have hearts open and also hearts that are disposed to Christ and that are teachable hearts. Amen.